And here we are. Welcome to this episode of the Downtime Talks. And thank you very much for turning in. On this show, I'm speaking with guests about topics, uh, innovative ideas and new ways to eliminate downtime, specifically to construction. I'm Sorn, Sorn Brogard, the CEO of TrackUnit, and it's my true pleasure to welcome Floor to the Downtime Talk today. A warm welcome to you, Floor. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Soren. It's Why don't we start by giving our listeners a quick intro to yourself? Sure. Uh, well, um, good evening or good morning, wherever you are. My name is Flor. I'm uh, here located in beautiful Copenhagen, Denmark, but I'm originally from Argentina. And I've been working with uh, technologies, particular SAP technologies for over 10 years now, trying to ask the right questions to discover um, clients' challenges and pain points and hopefully solve or help them solve some of those uh, through technology. And downtime is obviously one of them. I think I couldn't find a, a better person to, to dive into today's topic around uh, sustainability and specifically with your expertise uh, from many years at, at Deloitte, who has a strong sort of sustainability practice. Um, just help us understand what does that actually mean and, and what is the sustainability practice uh, at Deloitte and, and your role uh, in particular? The sustainability advisory at Deloitte is a, a worldwide uh, group of experts in everything from sustainability and ESG regulations reporting, as well as sustainability strategies. And what I do and what my team does uh, within Deloitte is we are the link between sustainability advisory and technology. So as I was saying, what I've been doing for most of my professional life is trying to ask the right questions to uh, uncover uh, challenges and then try to bring solutions and how can technology support um, sustainability strategies um, and solutions to the pain points that the clients bring, right? So when it comes to sustainability management, um, SAP has, a, has launched a very broad portfolio of solutions. And therefore, what we do is we try to um, link those solutions to the challenges, right? So Typically, we would work with the advisory team. The advisory team is the, the team that helps us understand the, the context, the regulations, the drivers for change, as well as uh, the challenges. And then together we work on a, on a strategy uh, for that client to manage their sustainability strategy and their sustainability risks. So I find it always fascinating when people are good at asking uh, questions that really opens up uh, one's mindset and is exposing areas of a topic that you might not even, that you haven't thought about. So what, what is your sort of go-to question to really get that uh, sensation going? So a, a very good question to, to ask is, um, and this will sound broad, but is, are you ready? Are you, are you ready? Is your company ready for what's coming? And that's what I, what I mean when I talk about risks, right? Um, to manage risks is not only, we perceive it as a bad thing, right? It's a risk, oh, we, 
but a risk can also be um, an opportunity, right? So, in terms, in particular, in the in the in the construction and infrastructure uh, industries, right? Um, are are clients in Europe ready for the energy performance for building directive, for example? You know, um, are we ready to? Are, are we assessing um, the the value at risk if we don't? You know comply with this regulation or take advantage of the opportunities that this regulation can bring for construction, mm. right? Um, and also, um, are we accurately assessing the, the, um, the impact that infrastructure and construction can have in a more sustainable world? And the other way around it is what we call double materiality, right? Are, are we also um, within our own organizations aware of the risk to our assets and to our operations, for example, uh, posed by climate-related uh, catastrophes or events, right? Um, are we ready for that? Mm. And, and that's a very good uh, question to, to get the conversation going. I can, I can certainly see that. That will get me uh, scratching my head for sure. Are the, are the questioning or, or maybe the answers or the, the, the type of topics that you engage in, are they, would you say they are, if we just focus on North America and Europe, uh, are, are there similar uh, type of agendas or are you seeing a, a difference or a move or change when you compare Europe to the U.S.? Well, when it comes to sustainability, in particular, um, Europe is uh, a, a bit uh, more um, a front runner, has always been. But now the U.S. is also starting to have uh, these new regulations for um, empowering uh, the green economy. Uh, so uh, we, we, we will still, I think, seeing how that develops, how that turns out. But uh, in Europe, we do have right now regulations, uh, EU taxonomy, for example, being one of them where, where, where organizations need to all of a sudden report uh, on several on, on several mm -hmm. topics that have to do with sustainability. Um, not only, you know, because when we talk about sustainability, people tend to think climate change which is a big uh, topic uh, right now in the US and European Union, but also, uh, for example, employee uh, safety, worker mm -hmm. safety. Right. Um, so it, I, I would say that all companies uh, right now in the in the U US and Europe mm -hmm. have things that they need to take care of for sure. Mm -hmm. And that uh, they need to get regulations that they need to get ready for, um, but also, you know, more demands from from the public and the, and the civil mm -hmm. society as well. I know that a lot of our viewers uh, think uh, about regulation as uh, not necessarily the best thing and it can limit one's uh, doing and so forth. In, 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 your, in your observation as part of sustainability practice at Deloitte, what is your feel for uh, the, the regulation play? Is it being seen as an opportunity or a risk if, if I could ask you just to put a high level percentage of companies who are using it for differentiation and for accelerating innovation and new ideas versus those who are doing it because they are afraid of being uh, crippled or getting into issues but not by not complying yeah I would say Soren that there are several um, maturity levels that's the way that uh, I, that we call it right um, mm in in the in the 
professional services industry. We like to have our maturity uh, models. And so there, I would say 80% of organizations right now are um, focused on being compliant mm. with the, all of the regulations. And that's normal. You know what? Because uh, it's very hard to keep up with all of the regulations um, coming uh, every year. Um, we we will have to in the in, in Europe we will have to start reporting on CSRD um, as early as next year. Companies were still trying to adjust to how complex it is to report on EU taxonomy um, aligned activities. Um, so. With all that complexity, and especially for global organizations, it is uh, normal that they're focusing on that. But there is a lot uh, to gain as well uh, by focusing on that uh, opportunity. Um, Did you say CSRD? CSRD, yeah. CSRD. Can you just explain what that means? Yeah, so the CSRD is a new standard that the European Union um, approved for um, sustainability reporting. So all companies, all big companies, and what's defined as big is uh, still, it, it varies, right? But it's usually companies uh, over 250 employees um, that need to um, report on their um, material topics. So they have to mm -hmm. first run a materiality assessment to define what's material to them and to their business, right? And that that's a, a lot of KPIs, uh, a lot of uh, metrics that need to be released. Um, Got it. And when is when is this regulation coming into effect? Uh, twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty four. So you need to report uh, on the period starting January first, twenty yes. four. Okay. Right. And I think what we can, what I would love to offer our audience is a few links to know more, read more, and get updated here. It seems like something that we should all be very aware of. Um, and I just want to make sure that if people are not, that they know where to look. Sure. If I, if I can turn the conversation towards the more sort of opportunistic and positive sides of uh, sustainability, and uh, maybe an example of a company who have been able to use this as a business advantage and a business opportunity is is that something you can share and you clearly you don't have to disclose any names unless it's in the public domain but a good example maybe of uh, for inspiration yes sure so i was mentioning uh the energy um performance for building directive in the in the european union right uh, and this this regulation focuses on um employing uh, building techniques and components to favor energy efficiency uh, and reduce the, the the carbon footprint of the buildings right when they're when they're finished right so anything that has to do with um with um um, um i just have a blank in my mind at the moment but um with with um heating right with a, a more efficient heating and, and and conservation of the heat um insulation that's the word i was looking for sorry um but also and and to tap into the opportunities also um the regulation considers the whole life cycle of greenhouse gas emissions of of, of the buildings mm. so this means uh also the materials right that we use to build um 
the building. Um, <laughs> so um, materials that are um, recyclable, that are sourced locally uh, to reduce the transportation emissions, but also uh, materials that have a lower carbon footprint, mm. right, um, will be preferred materials, for example. So if you are able to calculate the carbon footprint of your insulation panels uh, and, and put a stamp on that, we, we know you have, we have a lower carbon footprint of the industry. That is an opportunity um, for you. Also, and, and just to, to talk about something else other than uh, carbon footprint, uh, we were mentioning um, the role that infrastructure, infrastructure can play, right, in, in, the, in this new world where, we, where, where there are you know, serious concerns about um, how we're going to cope with climate change as a society. So our, I think there is a lot of um, business opportunities around infrastructure and how do we make ourselves I, I was uh, watching a TV show and they, you know, they were talking about this idea that keeps coming back about building a wall in Manhattan to prevent floods. That might sound crazy, but should we need to do that at some point? Who is going to build that wall and how are we going to build it and what are going to be the materials and who is going to get that, um, that business opportunity? And this may sound kind of like um, cold-hearted me saying this but uh, there is you were asking about opportunities that is a business opportunity for for a company that is able to deliver this uh, this infrastructure um projects uh, very very insightful um and a, and a great example um if you were to uh, advise our audience which is specifically targeted to the construction industry we are talking to owners and investors in the rental sort of fleet owner space, contractors and machine manufacturers um, at many different levels uh, in these organizations. If you were to give them uh, two or three big questions or advice on what to think about in the years to come, where you could potentially move or take, take the, uh, the, the overall need for CO2 reduction, emission reductions into effect, what would those uh, you know big big questions be? What would what do, would you want them to think about as, as they look at this? Hmm. In terms of sustainability, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I I think that we need to move from having a sustainability strategy to having a sustainable business model and start thinking about how not only how we as an organization impact the environment and the communities, but also how the environment and the communities affect our, our business, right? Uh, what is the pressure that we're putting uh, in natural resources such as water, for example? Um, and what would happen if all of a sudden, and we are seeing this, uh, this has been a draw year, right? Uh, there is lack of water across the world. Um, what would happen if if we were, were to face a, a you know serious draws year over year, um, and then I would say that it's not really different from any other challenge that we have in the supply chain. Uh, it's it's about uh, having visibility, uh, about being able to measure. So we need to clearly state 
what for us means a, to have a, a, a good resilient supply chain, mm -hmm. uh, perhaps uh, applying the same, uh, the same models that we already know, like SCORE. I know there was a revamp of SCORE um, to include sustainability into the SCORE model. So how would a good supply chain look for an organization in terms of everything that we already know, but also including sustainability. And then how can we use um, technology, processes and people uh, to have visibility over the entire flow? Uh, and that, it, that always sounds uh, more simple than it really is, right? Mm. <laughs> um, so that's I what, think that's actually it sounds a little it's, it sounds abstract and for for people who are hearing this for the first time who's not dealing with this on a daily basis it is it is complicated. Yes, and it's complicated even for people who yeah. deal with that on a daily basis. Yes, but we 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 all we all have to become better at it, experts at it, and for for this to to move the to move the needle. Yes. So I, I want I want to try to uh, land the plane here a little bit. Uh, first of all, it was it's been amazing talking to you, and I wanted to finish off with what's usually my opening question on what downtime means to you. Um, so, what what do you think when you hear that? Uh, well, uh, downtown that downtime. Uh, of course, we know that it means a time where a system or an asset is not available, right? And that uh, that impacts, of course, everything in an organization. Um, not only when an asset is not available, but also when a when an information system or when when our workers are not available. So mm. I was trying to think about this question in terms of sustainability. So in a more broad sense. So maybe we should think about what what would happen if our workers were all of a sudden not available because they're not mm. able to reach. Uh, work because there's a flood. What would happen if we didn't have um, in in our supply chain if we didn't have uh, the natural resources that we rely on, right? Uh, to 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 produce to manufacture, mm. such as we were discussing water. All of that could cause downtime. Not only, of course, a broken machine, which is mm. the you know the the easiest example. So I think that we need to start, you know, really thinking as, uh, as an organization about how the the whole system that surrounds our organization our employees our community and the and the and the environment that surrounds our activity can influence and impact our our um our production and our uh, organization causing downtime but maybe not from a so, so, such an obvious uh, example as a machine right do you think that's that makes any sense? Because I try to make it a no, little it bit. No, it makes more sense. Original. It totally does. Um, so it's it. I'm I'm always always fascinated on how our guests are reflecting on the word downtime because it can mean can mean a lot of things. But I think your angle on uh, accessibility and workers being unavailable is is, is beautiful. So uh, thanks thanks for sharing that reflection. Thank you. Flo, we are we're coming to the end here, and I just want to thank you for for taking the time. If people want to follow your work or get in contact, is that through your LinkedIn profile? Is that the best way? Yes, that's the best way to get in touch. We'll put that into uh, the show notes, and um, that's basically it. Uh, thank you very much for listening in. Uh, 
kindly subscribe and stay tuned for more episodes of the downtime talks in the future. Thank you very much, Floor, and everyone listening in. This is it. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Soren.